Welcome to the Net Wildland Podcast with me, Penny Green. I've had an opportunity to have a quick catch-up with Matthew Oates about the forthcoming Purple Emperor season, which is great, but it has usurped our planned next episode about the dawn chorus of the wildland. So this will be coming out soon after, but for now I hope you enjoy this short bonus episode. I'm out with Matthew Oates again. Can't get enough of it. <laughs> and um, we are in the southern block of the, the Nepri Wilding Project amongst uh, lots of birdsong and it's very lush and green. It's the very beginning of June and it feels like spring has sprung, but it's June and it all feels a bit odd, doesn't it, Matthew? Well, it, it's been an extremely odd year. We had a relatively um, cold winter for, for once. Uh, and then we had a, a, a very cold uh, spring with that long, cold drought of April's blackthorn winter. Uh, and the farmers were starting to panic about uh, lack of grass growth for the cattle uh, and um, uh, the spring sown crops. Um, and then, of course, the inevitable happened um, and we had an exceptionally wet May. And in fact, Wales had its wettest May mm. ever. Um, and then right at the end of May, uh, the sun came out to play and June um, flamed uh, from the beginning and, and we're still very much at the beginning of, 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 of June now. Um, what it means is that spring butterflies and spring ins insects, winged insects, um, actually had a very difficult time. Um, it is noticeable, isn't it? There's just not much around, is there? The, the beekeepers, yeah, uh, beekeepers um, used to talk about a, something called a June gap, when there actually wasn't much food for the bees. But actually, you can take that term and put it into butterflying uh, vocab, because mm. um, we're actually in the June gap for British butterflies right now. It's a really big gap because the spring flying butterflies have virtually finished. They got blasted away by what I was called foul and abusive weather. Uh, the May rains and thunderstorms and mm. hail and all that uh, um, stuff. Um, and so there's relatively few of, of, of them left. Um, and of course the early summer uh, butterflies, the large skippers and the meadow browns and people like that haven't actually started yet. And the high summer butterflies, which is the ones we're really interested in, could be some distance off because mm. they're still as larvae. So this is going to have a sort of a, a, an effect, a knock-on effect, isn't it, for for the rest of the season, really? Well, the, the big question is, and I think most people want to know, is when is the first purple emperor going to take to the air? The question on everyone's lips. Yeah, uh, and some of, uh, you know, I've been making predictions now on that one for for, for several years, uh, as has my um, uh, colleague and friend uh, Neil Hume and one or two others. Um, uh, and um, last year was a very early year for Purple Empress. Um, this one, this year is going to be a late one mm. for the very good reason I've already suggested um, that a larvae, Purple Emperor larvae, are actually uh, were developing very slowly, if at all, during April. Um, and, and then again, they were held up during May by, by the rains. I mm. had one wild caterpillar. Um, uh, uh, in Savanac Forest, who was still in hibernation on the 
30th of, wait for it, April. Oh my goodness. Exactly. Now he's actually caught, I saw him the other day, he caught, he's called Dominic. Um, <laughs> I, 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 exactly. I had after it, I, anyone we might know? I had to give him a name. All the emperors I'm following this year are, are, are named after politicians we love. Um, uh, uh, and... Um, Boris was a cult figure, but he's gone up tree and he's probably lost a study. He's gone into a sunnier spot. He's gone on um, his mini But anyway, <laughs> Dominic is really exciting because he was still in hibernation on the 30th of April and he's grown like mad. And um, when and would we see them up. So normally? What, what date would normally, normally for NEP, where, uh, the first Purple Emperor kicks off uh, around about the 21st of June. Sometimes mm. it's a little bit earlier, actually. And maybe the 18th to the 21st. This year, I think, if June is good, uh, then the first one will be seen here uh, on the 26th uh, of, of June. Neil's going for the 28th, uh, and Ben Greenaway, um, who's following Larvey just a mile away from here, um, is going for the 1st of July. Oh gosh, but that's it, a late one. But yeah. it depends on how um, good or bad June is, because emperors can spend a very long time uh, as pupae if mm. the weather's poor. If the weather's good, they can come through the pupal stage in about 16 days. They've also got to pupate. Basically at the moment they are in their final instar, uh, so, so their last uh, instar of, of larvae. They've still got to pupate, which can take a week. In very poor weather it can take 10 days. Uh, conversely, in very good weather it can take three, four days. Mm. Um, three days even. Um, and um, so they can still make it, if June's good, uh, to appear here, exactly where I'm sitting, uh, <laughs> directly above us, in these oaks here down the green lane at that, um, for, for high noon, or 12.30 I'm going for, on the, t on the 26th of June. <laughs> that's but very specific. That's provisional. Two years ago I got it right. You to did, the, you did. To the, to the hour, <laughs> which is quite staggering. Uh, but this one's very difficult. Um, and the, but, uh, but that's what I'm going for at the moment, but that's provisional, and if June's poor, they may not start before, Ben may be right, they may not start before the 1st of July. And that's late, isn't it? That really By is. By modern standards, yes, but in days of yore, they never started before the 7th of July, um, and they went on well into August, but flight seasons for so many of our butterflies have come forward spectacularly, mm. including His Gloriousness, the Purple Emperor. And um, so where are we sitting at the moment? What are we looking at at the moment, Matthew? Uh, we are uh, sitting underneath one of the best male territories for the Purple Emperor in the whole of Net Wildland. Um, this is about a third of the way down Green Lane, as we, uh, uh, as we call it. And it's basically a clump of, uh, of four oaks. One of them is particularly tall, and that's the focal tree mm. which they come to. Um, and there's a, a lovely glade between these four oaks um, where the male, uh, which is what uh, provides still air at a high point mm. and a canopy gap. And there's always at least one male on territory here with others, other males trying to come in and establish territories. And what they're hoping for is a female in need of male services flying through this canopy <laughs> gap who they can then in intercept and mate. And they make for three hours 45 minutes on, on average, but we won't go in, into that. <laughs> we won't go into that detail. No, what we will go into uh, uh, is um, what numbers are going to be like. And this is difficult and complex. Um, uh, it's complex, um, well, well it's, this is difficult and complex, but uh, it goes back to last year. They had a shocker last year. Um, they emerged early, 
Then the weather deteriorated appallingly and we had a series of gales, of, of, of autumn gales at the end of June and early July and emperors are stupid and arrogant enough to roost in the tops of oaks and they got shredded, um, the males especially. Um, uh, and uh, these nocturnal gales were disastrous. But also, what that meant is the females didn't lay many eggs. Mm. Uh, and then something really weird happened. We had an extreme drought, particularly here at Nepp and in West Sussex uh, generally, at the end of um, uh, July and the first half of August. Uh, and a lot of sallow leaves dropped their sub-canopy spray leaves. Now those are the very leaves that most emperor caterpillars and eggs are on. Mm. So we lost a lot of eggs and young larvae. Uh, to drought um, and then something similar happened in 2018. Uh, um, Nepsalas are stressed anyway because their thickets um, develop over old arable fields and, the, and um, there are too many sallow trees growing too close together they're actually in the process of thinning themselves out. So um, our egg lay was poor and then uh, we lost a lot of caterpillars to, to drought. Um, the good news is that um, one of the key drivers of purple emperor um, population size is actually larval predation of larvae on um, uh, during their five-month winter hibernation, primarily by uh, great tits. I think are, put, are, are the main thing. We talked about them in the last in the purple emperor podcast we, we last year, about, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now last year uh, in the winter of uh, 1920, the predation rate was in the region of 80, 85 percent. That's that's frighteningly high. Mm. Good news is that the winter of 2021, and it's been, we've been well monitored. Um, Ben's followed 20 larvae, I've followed 20 larvae in different sites. Um, uh, and it looks as if, uh, for me, uh, that the um, uh, predation rate was about uh, 40 to 50 percent. I haven't finalised it yet, there's one or two caterpillars missing. Ben might be more like 60 percent, but anyway, it's not 85 percent. So that's good news. Um, Unfortunately, spring was so late that predation carried on um, and picked off a few um, larvae feeding during April, which is unusual. We lost one or, we lost one or two there. Um, but uh, anyway, that's, that's a positive. The, but everything with emperors really depends on June weather for the period of pupation uh, and emergence. And the shortest time they spend um, in the pupil period, the more emperors we see. So a fine June is what we need. So everything depends on the June weather. Uh, there's everything to play for. <laughs> yeah, it could still yet be quite a reasonable purple emperor season, though it won't be early. Um, it, it may even be a bit late and also they may fly for some, quite some time they may still be in good numbers here um, yeah around about 25th 26th of July um, mm. the last two years they've been effectively over uh, by by then yeah. um, but no don't don't come looking for them once August is um, looming because <laughs> uh, you'll struggle and what about other sort of July butterflies? What, mm. what other species could we expect to see here during July? Yeah, well, we've got, you've got to remember that most of our high summer butterflies spend the winter as caterpillars and are feeding up in spring. So they've had similar problems to the purple emperor. Sure. They've been held back by cold and, and then by the May rains. 
uh, I'm worried, a bit worried about prospects for the purple hair streak, which is a very common butterfly mm. most years here, flying with purple and squabbling with them appallingly. Um, well, we've had uh, frost damage on uh, a scatter of folks I was seeing as I was driving here. It doesn't seem so bad actually in the wildlands itself, but mm. uh, in parts of the world uh, there's quite a bit of frost damage. Um, uh, and they will have struggled in, in the, the wet May. Also, we have white letter hair streaks here breeding on witch arms. Um, larvae may be rather scarce. They had a very poor year here last year because of the gales. Like the emperors, they got shredded. Um, didn't lay many, too many eggs. So the prospects of purple hair streak and white letter hair streak here at Nep aren't that great at the moment. Mm. White Admiral. Uh, we have a small population but it's it's increasing and it means a lot to us um like the emperor they will have been held up their larvae mm. would have been held up uh particularly by the wet may but as i said it's this their population here is increasing um in days of yore there used to be a week 10-day gap between the first white apple and the first purple emperor uh, and climate change of, and the way uh, the butterfly seasons have, have altered that gap's narrowed and in fact in some years the emperor's actually appearing ahead of the white admiral really which is quite and we might staggering. see that this year might uh, we? It, it, it's possible yeah it, 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 something like that might happen don't expect the unexpected from this year there's so many factors there are loose. it's been a really yeah. odd yeah. spring hasn't it and really odd and i guess for a lot of these butterflies we might see them a lot you know they're emerging a bit later we could see them sort of going on Possibly. a lot later into the sort of maybe into the in, in, into of august, august it, september yeah, yeah they, they could be quite and i think purple emperors could actually have quite a long flight season mm. because the sallows have flowered prolifically here and in fact uh, throughout the purple empire mm. uh, in response to the stress of last summer's drought they did the same in 2019 after in response to the 2018 drought and the but sallows here in, in Net Wilder, I mean, flower, flower, there's so much sallow seed, it's unbelievable. I've never seen so much. It's like snow on the ground today, isn't yeah. it? We we're walking through yeah, yeah, the yeah. sallow groves uh, and uh, it's just like absolutely. it's Absolutely. But what it means is that the, the, the leaf supply for purple emperor caterpillars is mm. late and slow. And I think that's going to slow down some, perhaps mm. many, purple emperor larvae. So we may have a much longer flight period. Mm. Some sellers, quite a few sellers, are, 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 are one behind us, are, are nicely leafed and mm. they have no problems at all. But there's one over there in front of us which looks as if it's in early May, yeah. not early June. And a lot of them are very so, sparse. So we they? could possibly have an emer a long emergence mm. period. Um, but I'm I have to confess I'm struggling a bit with this this uh, high summer butterfly season. It's outside my box. I haven't experienced it's these extremities mm. um, of contributing factors uh, b before. So what I'm saying is I expect the unexpected. Some species may well do very well. Some may be very poor. Mm. Uh, we'll find out. And then um, we have discovered a butterfly that we were we thought we might see um, in the next few years turning up, and that is the grizzled skipper, which is very exciting. So we've actually found it in... Uh, three different parts of the estate so uh, found it on the regenerative farm project which I'm going to do a podcast about soon actually to introduce the new regenerative farm to everyone um, and then uh, safari goer the other day spotted a, a grizzled skipper in the southern block 
In the wild land. In the wild land. And today, Matthew, you've spotted one in the northern well, block. I found two small colonies. Amazing. Um, uh, and I'm so, so in, in half an hour, I thought they might be revisited there. In, you introduced me to that spot uh, in when well, we met up together in late April. Uh, and I don't think the grizzle was quite out yet then. Um, and they've had a bad time because of mm. the spring. Uh, poor spring weather so they're not in good numbers this is this is a bad grizzle skipper season but i still managed to see eight in two different spots in a very short period of time they're going to go back tomorrow and have a proper look and they're so pretty aren't they can you describe what they look like they're, they're tiny and that's the problem um, um and in bright light they they just disappear so so quickly uh, they fly very close to the ground and they're a meditation in gray black and white and they, like dappled shade <laughs> and they blur yeah. and worse than that if you go onto the constants into southern Europe there are a whole load of species of them which all look horribly similar and I, I go to the Pyrenees and I struggle with the grizzle skippers there. I had to, to learn them I, I want to catch them and actually pin some they're awful and collect a few to actually help learn and I can't do that no. <laughs> um, but, so I'm, I'm going to struggle with the um, southern European uh, grizzle skippers uh, henceforth. So, um, we've only got this one species in this, this country. It's a species we were hoping to, to find here at, at NEP. We're hoping it's going to move in. Um, it breeds on, on several relatively common um, herbs, particularly when they're trailing over bare ground. And where I was finding it, it's, it's probably on common agrimony. Mm. Um, uh, wild strawberry is a favourite if it can get it um, and um, anyway I'm so pleased we found it uh, that's a, a good a good sign uh, but it's had a rub it's had a difficult season it has yeah I think m many insects would have had a difficult season so far so we can only hope for, for the best really well the, 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 the hawthorn blossom is just past peak um, mm. normally that's where you go to look for uh, early summer late spring bees um, hoverflies, because I love my hoverflies, oh, yeah. Yeah, beetles, longhorn beetles, long -horn, yeah, exactly. They the love the, the longhorn beetles and one or two crane flies and things, uh, 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 people like that. There's mm. nothing on the hawthorn blossom uh, whatsoever. Uh, um, and this is rip off Britain at its worst, it, it, <laughs> it, it really is. I'm sorry, Boris, but you know, this isn't good enough. <laughs> Uh, well, Matthew. So, what we're going to we're actually going around at the moment. We're sort of like planning the Purple Emperor uh, route, so that when you come to visit NEP, if you're coming this year, we've got a lovely route that'll be marked out by purple ribbons for Purple Emperor visitors, and you can. Yeah, this, um, is, this is the Purple Emperor self-guided route. That's it. Uh, through the nether regions um, uh, of of the Purple Empire here at NEP, NEP Wildland, so normally off-piste. Um, we do Purple Emperor safaris and we're running them from the 26th of June. That's it. Um, uh, fingers crossed we might get the first on the 26th of June. <laughs> I'm slightly worried. Uh, we have a 100% record. We've been running Purple Emperor safaris here since 2014 and we've never failed to show people an emperor. Um, I'm slightly worried about the 26th of June <laughs> to be honest but we're going to give it a go. Um, and. Um, so we're running, running, running them, and uh, also people can come and just take themselves around their own with with, with the right map, Purple yep. Emperor self-guided route. So we're planning that, um, uh, and that takes you to some of the best spots for and the master trees the and the saffrons. All their master trees and yeah. saffrons and, and 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 so on. And uh, the message is quite simple: enjoy your emperors.
And on that happy note, Matthew, shall we head into the wildland and see what more we can find? Many thanks go to Matthew for sharing his enthusiasm for the net purple emperors. And also big thanks go to the usual team with special thanks to Ian for his super editing skills. Tune in again very soon for an early wake-up call as we head out to enjoy the dawn chorus with Sideshow Dave. (laughs) 